0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Resource Management, Inc., Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans. We're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style.
1: Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Once a week, I have lunch at Commander's Palace and invite guests from the world of New Orleans business to join me. It's come as something of a shock to a lot of us to hear that New Orleans is being described as one of the greatest cities in the U.S. to start a new business. Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, Inc. magazine, and others have named us one of America's greatest cities in which to be an entrepreneur. If you'd like to prove this assertion for yourself, I'm about to give you some great ammunition. My guests at lunch today represent some of the most current conceptual thinking of our entrepreneurial generation. One of the interesting differences from the old model of building a business is that the common fabric among many of the new entrepreneurs' enterprises, especially Jason Nicosia and Michael Angle sitting across the table from me now, is not all about making money. Jason Nicosia founded Connect for a Cause, which allows you to make a networking connection with someone you'd like to meet by winning an auction in which the cash goes to charity. And Michael Angle is the founder of Meo, which is also about getting people together online to give a gift to a friend or a loved one. Michael, Jason, thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch today.
2: Thank yeah, you, thanks Peter. for having
1: us, Pete. It's great. You guys are uh, young fellers. How old are you?
2: Uh, 27. I'm 27 as well.
1: Wow. Jason, Connect for a Cause seems to be one of those ideas that's really a win-win. Uh, I'm a small business person with no way to call up the president of a major company I'd like to get my business in front of, but now I can put in a bid on your website, get to have lunch with her, and she feels good about it because she's raising money for her charity. Is this the first business you've started, or have you come up with some in the past uh, that you've wound up uh, banging your head against a brick wall? <laughs>
0: No, I've been I've been mostly in the corporate environment before this, mostly in uh, sales, software sales type positions. Um, but because I was in sales, you know, I, I seemed to always be spending my time trying to get meetings with high profile executives, people that were decision makers um, in you know, business enterprise. And uh, so I kind of I kind of came up with Connect for a Cause based on um, the fact that most of these people would would love to meet somebody new, especially if they knew that there was an additional purpose behind that meeting. Um, some some business executives get over a hundred cold calls a day, and by using Connect for a Cause to um, to raise funding for uh, the nonprofits that these people care about, they can actually feel good about uh, accepting one of those meetings.
1: This is much better than my idea in sales when I used to send flowers to the secretaries. <laughs> this is a uh, this is working out much much better. And you know you've uh, uh, now give me an example. Uh, you know when I think of these luncheons, I think of uh, uh, the the granddaddy of all has been always annually to have lunch with Warren Buffett, which goes for, I don't know how much that is. It's Yeah. Last, last year, I think
0: it went for like $2.6 million. And that's exactly the concept that we're taking to the entire country, right? Not many people in the country could afford $2.6 million to go to lunch. Um, but you know, there are certainly hundreds of thousands of individuals out there that would kill for a meeting with their local bank president or um, a famous musician or um, you know, somebody in business that they admire as a, uh, as a mentor.
1: And I looked around at some of the things you're doing. You've got a, a lunch come up with a Irvin Mayfield, and that money goes, I guess, he's selected, right, the New Orleans Jazz Institute? Sure, yeah. The, non, the nonprofit actually is
0: responsible currently for uh, soliciting the VIP, right, because they have the connections that I don't have. Uh, but we've got nonprofits all over the country who have registered and have solicited their high-level, uh, pr- high-profile supporters. So, you know, their board members or people like Irvin Mayfield who, you know, he's more than happy to go meet somebody for lunch if the proceeds are benefiting the Jazz Institute.
1: That is an amazing idea. And so how long have you been really at it? We've, only,
0: we've, only, we've been at it for quite a, quite a while, but we've only actually launched the beta version of the site in the last three months. Um, and since then, we've hosted over 37 auctions um, with an
1: average price of around 560 bucks a pop. I can see why this would work. I mean, this is what you want to do. If you could just get, people always even talk about an elevator pitch. If you could just get a minute with somebody. But lunch... You should be able to convince them over lunch. Exactly. At first, at first, we wanted to do
0: just a, a, a face-to-face meeting, maybe in a boardroom or some kind of environment like that. But obviously, I mean, as we, as we're sitting here yeah. for your show, um, you know, lunch is just such an, a disarming way to to
1: approach someone and, and create a relationship. And today, we've decided to disarm you even further with the free <laughs> martinis. So we'll, uh, we'll yeah, see how that goes. Go. Uh, <laughs> Michael, just in the last year or so, we've uh, seen gifting sites like Kickstarter takeoff, uh, where you become a stakeholder in something like a movie or a CD, um, Gifmeo is different. It's just about giving with no reward. As I understand it, I log onto your site, I make a contribution uh, to a gift for someone, and that person collects the combined cash and gets to go shopping online. Uh, what would worry me, and I find things to worry about all the time here, is that I might seem like I don't care enough about the person to go actually go out and buy a gift, and, uh, and I'm
2: only chipping in a few bucks and I look cheap. How, how do you avoid making me look cheap? <laughs> well, the good thing is everyone's pitching in together. So at the end, it's a larger amount than you may have been able to buy them individually. You know, uh, A few drinks you bought them for their birthday or you know, a dinner may not amount to the large amount they get for a gift card that they can go use to whatever store they, they like to shop at. So it kind of makes you feel a part of the larger group. You know, everybody pitched in two bucks. If a hundred people pitched in two bucks, they have a two hundred dollar gift card. They can go. Use it, Amazon or something like that, and you feel kind of part of that. You helped to get, you know, start. You either started it, or you helped uh, communicate it and share it with their whole network and, and helped it grow.
1: Now, give me an example. Of these, the first thing that comes to mind is some sort of like the way wedding registries work and things like that. Right. Uh, would right. that be part of what you do, or is this a little different? It's
2: a possibility. We want to be able to put it in people's hands and allow it to grow, and then build features that our users want to see. So, if that's something our users kind of give us his feedback, then that's a direction we'd go in. Um, a good example was our community manager at Launchpad. Um, you know, she works hard for everybody in the whole office building, so we all said, hey, let's all pitch in and show Katie how much we appreciate her. By the end of the day, without her even knowing, she had about hundred thirty-five dollars that everyone had pitched in, one dollar or more at a time. Um, then the next you know, the very next day she was able to check out, actually with an Amazon gift card, and about a week later showed me the, the shoes she bought and the, the picture frames and all that stuff, which I would have never picked out any kind of shoes or picture frames for, <laughs> but she was able to do that because everybody gave just a little bit and was able to share it and, and pass it around. So, I mean, I would think that would be good for kind of uh, company morale and things absolutely, like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, company gifts, coaches gifts, um, you know, teacher gifts, as well as just birthdays and events. Now that makes sense.
1: There's, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you've come up with this. This is uh, <laughs> this is working well, thank out. Thank you, thank you. Now you told me originally
2: you're uh, from Shreveport. Correct. And what's uh, uh, country? <laughs> what brought you down to the Crescent City? Well, I uh, went to LSU, uh, graduated, lived and worked in Baton Rouge, and then um, we started GIFMEO about a year and a half ago. Uh, in November, we found a developer and his firm that was based here in New Orleans, and at that time, we made a shift uh, to move down to New Orleans in November. So. Been down here not even a year yet, but uh, love it. Have a lot of friends that have lived here for a while, so I've been, been wanting to make the move for a while. Did
1: you ever look yourself up on Google? I did this uh, uh, earlier today. If you if go Michael Angel Gifmeo, oh, you know what comes up? I am scared to know. Uh, pictures of St. Michael the Archangel, <laughs> which I, I thought was very interesting. So it's, I didn't really know what to wear is really what I'm getting at I did, when, wow. I, when I knew you were coming. So that's, that's pretty interesting. Now, you, now you guys, um, when you mention it isn't all about the money, I mean, how, uh, how are people... How are you going to get paid? I guess I mean, we'll start with you, just
0: sure. The way, the way the Connect for a Cause works is um, once a nonprofit creates an auction, the high bidder obviously wins the auction, gets to take the VIP to lunch. Um, that we take a portion of the winning bid from each auction in order to keep the company in business. But certainly, um, you know, our goal as uh, a company that promotes social entrepreneurship, our primary goal is to raise funding for nonprofits at a time when they really need it most. And it's a and it's something that they can. Uh, it's a tool that they can use. Without any cost to themselves, you know a lot. Of, a lot of uh, nonprofit fundraisers cost, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars to put on a luncheon or to, you know, throw an event. They have to print flyers and invite guests and rent the space. But with Connect for Calls, all they have to do is talk to somebody who was already a supporter of their organization and say, "Hey, you want to get a free lunch?" And uh, certainly, you know, that's a, a much easier proposition than going out and asking for for, you
1: know, cash. Now you mentioned you're, you you uh, grew up here in New Orleans, but this uh, this plan is much bigger than New Orleans. It's here, but it's...
0: Oh yeah, actually actually, our, our biggest successes have not even been in New Orleans. We've had, we've had auctions all over the country and um, the highest price we've had paid for an auction so far was $1,500 for um, an ITCFO out of Atlanta. So, um, <laughs> so really anybody in the country is able to take advantage of the software, certainly.
1: So you could use this for, I'm trying to think when people go with Warren Buffett they're obviously looking for some stock tips. Uh, other people would be uh, maybe uh, pitching a product. Uh, I guess, in a way, you could actually schmooze it into a job interview well huh? certainly
0: certainly you know when i when when I initially had the concept, I was going to use it for selfish purposes because I was in sales, so you, know, I you can going to get use
1: it to meet girls earlier. Well, yeah, about, yeah. Uh, a, yeah. Hey, you won. But, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the time we do the checklist. It's a part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a couple of quick questions that you probably uh, won't find on a, a loan application. I'm going to uh, start with one here. What was the worst business idea you've ever had? And I know you're young, but you're entrepreneurs,
2: so people always have them. Wow. Um, I'm not too sure. I mean, I've heard of a lot of bad business ideas, some of the worst that I've had. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I've got a, I've got a binder full of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess not pursuing them was probably a good idea. That, that's so that's
1: probably a probably a good call. Jason, do you? The worst the worst business idea I've had. Did you have like a whoopee cushion factory uh, or anything like that at one point? Or, um,
0: you know, I there was there was a time when I wanted to be a uh, when I wanted to start a yacht charter company, and this was just as the economy well, that's was not collapsing. Not a bad idea though. And, that uh, phenomenal. <laughs> and um, as much as as much as I thought it would be a, a great idea, you know the market for uh you know mega yachts um so this is about was a little it ended up being a little cost prohibitive to get into the to get into the
1: game I would have been can so you have it in that oh eight oh nine period where you're, no, things this, started was, this was
0: this was more in college
1: oh, okay more all in right. college well. some of my best ideas came up in a college dorm oh, well, I think there's <laughs> no reason this is, this isn't going to be true <laughs> let me ask you what what are you reading these days what book are you reading
0: um i you know, uh actually uh one of Michael's co-founders just uh introduced me to the uh biography of uh Richard Branson from Virgin Interactive. Oh, sure. So I'm I'm working on that and uh I I stay pretty busy just with the articles from magazines like entrepreneur.com, Inc. magazine, TechCrunch um and most of that I get through my Twitter feed. I'm not picking up, you know, I'm not picking up books to read it up. It's all on the the iPad and the phone and the computer, so
1: <laughs> Well, g- now now, Richard Branson, that would make a good luncheon guest. Oh, sure. If, you,
0: if you've got a connection with him, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to get him <laughs> on Connect for See, a Cause. See, if you
1: got the book itself, the book jacket has his, <laughs> his actual phone
2: number in it. They, uh, what about yourself? What are you reading? Uh, Lean Startup. It was uh, one of the books that was recommended to us in Launchpad Ignition, and it. Uh, it definitely. If I, I wish I'd have read it earlier when I first started. GIFMEA uh, and kind of took to heart a lot of the uh, the teachings in it. So it's very so good. That in, yeah. <laughs> you know, this brings
1: up brings up one of the big points we always ask: is can entrepreneurship be taught? Do you think it can, or can um, can you be guided?
2: Yes, guided. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. I think there's a lot of natural, just kind of talent and just thinking um, that some people have, but it can be taught. Um, and I definitely think even to a certain level, it needs to be taught because. You know it's if I'd have known what I knew now, I think we'd have saved a lot of money, a lot of pain and headache um, and learned a lot so I definitely think it can be taught, but uh, there's still a natural ability with that team that's put together and I think that's ultimately what makes it a good idea, an okay idea it's ultimately the team that's going to make it a success.
1: I was talking to an entrepreneur once about an idea he had that wasn't a particularly good idea. And he, he said his theme was always, uh, we're lost, but we're making good time. And uh, that's <laughs> kind of the, uh, and I think that's sort of what I feel on some of these. But let's take a look at our our inbox. Now, our producer uh, picks a question that's coming from a listener. And Grant, what have you got? Peter, I've
0: got a very complex and difficult well, six-part you, uh, question. Oh, my God, you've got the right guys here. To ask today. It's from a, a, a listener called Kelvin Stokely who asks, pay attention here, okay? What is the next generation of social media going to look like?
2: Wow! All right. Wow. Well, I wish I had a crystal ball to tell me that. Um, The next generation of social media. I think it's. I think it's really just uh,
0: the same types of businesses that we that we have today, but more integrated into our daily lives. Um, You know, we're already starting to see you know banking banking getting into social media and uh, medicine getting into social media and. Um, I think you know, you, we're going to see more traditional-style businesses that can't afford to ignore the power of social media and the Internet in, in growing their company. And these, yeah. and these are, are going to be companies that you know, aren't, tr- aren't traditionally web-driven. But because of the amount of users that you have on the Internet on a daily basis, they're going to have to adopt the, you know, the Web 2.0 social media technology in order to further their business.
1: Old-school yeah. businesses that take on this new... Uh, yeah, exactly. And those are the ones that you are succeeding to. now
2: you have to. And I think it's going to be a little bit more subtle. I think over time it starts to weed out the uh, annoying things that you know pop up and uh, the trends that kind of, you know, one hit wonders and it kind of dies off and the things that really have substance to them. You know, that will stay around that have value, you know, things like connect for a cause and give me yeah. right. things that have value and people I use hope. and, and really <laughs> I think strong. you're going to be good at this business. I don't know. I'm just really <laughs> I'm just you doing know, this. and you know, LinkedIn um, to where it actually makes a real connection and people see value in it. I think that's what has staying powers, things like that, and that will kind of rise, and it gets refined, and constantly, as businesses measure and tweak, and and create uh, a better product for the users. So we'll bring you back when you're
1: 30, and you can tell us if you're right about right <laughs> about these things. There, you'll still be very young. This will work <laughs> out. Let me ask you a question. When people come on the show, a lot of them, you know, have come up with ideas. Some of them work, some of them haven't, but. Generally, they don't ever see themselves now going back into working into corporate America. What about yourself? Can uh, now you you came from the sales side, uh, Jason? Uh, do you think you've got this in your blood now, and that there's going to be other ideas?
0: I think certainly, if if you know, if not this thing, then the next thing. Um, it's you know really, especially through you know going through programs like the Ignition uh, program. You know, I feel like I've almost learned too much to go back and uh, and try to you know work just in a job, salary position, nine to five. Um, there's nothing like being self-motivated and uh, being an entrepreneur really allows you to do that in a, a unique way that you just don't get as a you know as a salaried employee
1: so once you' once they've seen Paris, you can't get him back on the farm that's kind that's of
2: uh, what about Michael uh, same I, I don't think I could ever go into a, a corporate role just kind of seeing this and um, I mean you have a you wear every single hat at the beginning. You know, you're you, Even things you're not good at, you learn, okay, well I got to do it until I can find someone that can do it for me or pay someone. Um, but you begin to realize there's so many working parts in a business and you, you've, seen, you've seen too much almost. And um, I, I don't think I would ever want to go back and be kind of confined to a corporate setting.
1: Because when we get these answers, one of the things that hits me is that the whole nature and character of New Orleans is going to be very much changed in that you have these entrepreneurs, some are going to make it, some of them aren't, but it's going to be much more of an entrepreneurial town. I mean, you're not yeah. going to, nobody seems to want to go back in the box. Right. Well, that's going to make it an exciting place to live. <laughs> Absolutely, no <laughs> doubt about it. Let's, let's take a look at our Lunch Money uh, portfolio. Lunch Money is our out-to-lunch stock portfolio, where every week we have a, each of our guests recommend uh, a single stock. We add it to the Lunch Money portfolio and, and keep an eye on it. Uh, we're building this portfolio uh, each week. And, Jason, Michael, I'd like you to pick a stock uh, from each of you that we'll add to our portfolio. I haven't, haven't asked you about this earlier, but wh- what do you think you're going to go with? Um, I think i go with uh, Zynga. Zynga. Okay, now those are the people that's when I would think of it. It's what uh, Cityville, Farmville, Farmville, Zynga Poker. The the
2: casual games is kind of their classified name. Wait, the
1: ones I'm missing that that are big.
2: They have hundreds of them. I mean, just just a whole slew of games. Uh, A lot of them are pretty similar, um, but they built it off the same model, and. They've got an actual revenue model where they sell fake goods in a virtual world, virtual goods as they call them, um, with virtual currency. It's incredible the revenue they generate off that. I don't necessarily think, I'm not picking it because it's a winning stock that people are going to make money on, so don't go run out and okay, buy right, So, it, But it's more of uh, an interesting um, drama to watch from the executives and kind of their actions cashing out right before it tanked. Um, I uh, saw the CEO yesterday bought a sixteen million dollar mansion
1: in San Francisco, so yeah. he must have sold out early. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he cashed Is out
2: about two hundred million uh, in his pocket, and you know, I forget the exact amount of units he cashed out with. But <laughs> um, it's been interesting their kind of whole rise. It's now they
1: came public, look, less than a year ago, correct? Right? I believe and December uh, twenty eleven. They got up to sixteen bucks, and I think today they're around three dollars a share, somewhere around there. That's, but that's you're a contrarian. And that's what I like. That's <laughs> a and that's a ZNGA on the on the Nasdaq. Correct. And Correct. Uh, what do we got on your side? Uh, well, as a as
0: a startup founder, um, all my all my investment is tied up in Connect for a Cause. <laughs> um, but if I but if I were to the pick Cause a stock- being Jason, there's <laughs> exactly, that yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, if I were to pick a stock today, though, I'd probably pick LinkedIn, which is the uh, the business networking platform, sort of like Facebook for business people. And uh, one because it's extremely relevant to what we're doing. Sure. We're Connect for a Cause is basically Ebay meets LinkedIn for social good. Um, That's but, a good uh, way to put it. But I also I see a bumper sticker. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I also, but I also like their their model because they're B 2 B and also B 2 C, um, and they're really providing a, a business value that um, a lot of other sites aren't providing as a social media platform. So you know, they're really um, because of because of the momentum that they've been able to gain, because of the users that they've been able to get, they've created a large barrier to entry for other companies who are coming to try and duplicate what they're doing.
1: And they've done pretty well. I mean, the stock is uh, over $100 a share, I think, right? So it's a... I
0: think really the sky's the limit, Pete, with where they can go. Because because,
1: um, of the users, you know,
0: they've got the best Rolodex in the world. Uh, They've got, you know, the contact info of all the top, you know, Fortune 500 executives and everybody else, um, along with their resume and what their career interests are. And, um, and I just think the, the data that they're able to collect is incredibly valuable.
1: Well, that's, uh, that's LNKD on the uh, NASDAQ. I remember several years ago when it got started, uh, I teach at Two line, and you know I work with a lot, of, I, my assistants are students, and um, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. I remember asking my assistant when it came out, I said, Jessica, what is this LinkedIn? And she said, oh, Mr. Schutte, it's Facebook for old people. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, thank you. Thank you, and I'm feeling a lot better about things. The, uh, these, are, these are some good ideas. If you have a suggestion for a stock to add to our lunch money portfolio, drop me a line uh, my address is on our website it's neworleans.com Jason Nicosia, Michael Angle, you guys are two of the most inventive thinkers in the current New Orleans entrepreneurial generation. In a world littered with web-based businesses, you've carved out two unique strategies that are based on more than just making money. Kind-heartedness really seems to be at the core of a lot of new business concepts, and it's great to see. Uh, I look forward to keeping uh, an eye on you guys. Like I said, I'd like to have you back in a few years, see see how all this comes out. And thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch today. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Jason Nicosia, founder of Connect for a Cause, and Michael Angle, founder of Gifmeo. To find out more about how Jason can help you network and make money for charity, or how Michael can turn you into a gift giver, Follow the links on our website, It's itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can keep up with our continuing ventures on Crescent City Commerce, by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can get in touch with us and sign up for our mailing list at itsneworleans.com. And you can follow us on Twitter. We're at It's New Orleans. To listen to our past shows or get this show as a podcast, go to wwno.org or itsneworleans.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. Until we meet again around the table here at Commander's Palace, I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch.
0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937. Now with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Resource Management, Inc.,